0: Support for To The Point comes from Bausch & Lomb.
1: Beautiful and healthy looking eyes? It shouldn't be a compromise. Lumify Eye Illuminations, developed by the experts at Bausch & Lomb exclusively for the sensitive eye area. To cleanse, nourish, and brighten.
0: Lumify Eye Illuminations, only in the eye care aisle. Support for this podcast is provided by Allergan, an AbbVie company. We've been creating innovative products and services for our providers and our patients for over 70 years.
1: surface disease. It's complex, chronic, and progressive, but rife with opportunity for the enterprising optometrist.
2: The mission of this podcast is to make this condition more understandable and accessible to those interested in specializing in it. So let's get to the point. Welcome to another episode of the To The Point podcast. My name is Jackie Garlic, and I'm joined by my co-host Leslie O'Dell. And we are very happy to have a guest with us today to talk about Tiruvaya. So please welcome Dr. Tom Kislin. He is the founder and medical director of Hazelton Eye Specialists, Stroudsburg Eye Specialist, Pottsville Eye Specialist, and the Dry Eye Clinic of Northeast Pennsylvania. Dr. Kislin lectured extensively on ocular surface disease, omega-3 science, ocular surgery co-management, and contact lens complications. Dr. Kislin also pr- participates in clinical research, including FDA trials, most recently the phase three trials for Viewity. Dr. Kislin also hosts a syndicated TV and internet show titled I Care Today. Hello, Tom. Welcome.
0: Hello. Thanks for having me. This is great.
2: Well, I'm super excited. I don't think I even told Jackie
1: that um, Tom and I are in the opposite sides of Pennsylvania, but he's long since been sort of a a leader and mentor to me in the dry eye space. So it's super cool to
2: have him on today.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. This is great.
2: I, um, I didn't realize, um, that you were in Pennsylvania too, but I should have known that because I was telling you earlier, we had met at a conference one time and you were so kind to suggest like, Oh, you're or to, to welcome me to your office. If I ever wanted to do like a little tour of how your dry eye clinic runs. So that's great. Two really amazing doctors in the state of Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, just the mentor though thing makes me feel old so I, I, I,
2: oh no i mean you're not that many years older than me. i feel like you were
1: doing it though at the same time i was starting to to get ready you know to do dry eyes so and there weren't many people that were paying attention to dry eye if you remember right, right. um at the beginning of of, of it all <laughs> yeah at the <laughs> beginning of it all he goes all the way back to the beginning
2: of eye care
0: right exactly right
2: <laughs> just kidding um, getting, this is getting worse <laughs> Well, today we would like to talk about um, tiravaya and your experience with Tirabaya. Um Leslie and I were speaking about this and we know you've prescribed quite a bit of it, even though it was a very recent FDA approval. So I was hoping you could kind of start us out on what that drug is and kind of mechanism of action and, and maybe walk us through that.
0: Yeah. So um, I I think it's pretty cool. You know, we have another new drug for ocular surface disease and and dry eye. And um, for once it's not an eye drop it's um, you know, nasal spray. So that's a very new kind of novel, novel thing for eye care that we're prescribing something that you actually stick up your nose, I guess. Um, You know, so it's really cool technology though, when you, when you really think of it and and the science and um, I think just something that as a profession, we really, have to embrace because the way this works is just really, really cool. Um, you know, unfortunately, we have to go back a little bit to our neuroscience days and just think a little bit about you know the trigeminal nerve and and the ophthalmic branch of that and how it innervates the the lacrimal functional unit. And that's really how all this kind of kind of works and, and is tied together. And and in a nutshell, and we can dive into this a little bit more, but in a nutshell, the drug stimulates you know, the, that lacrimal functional unit and it stimulates all three layers of our tears. So it stimulates, you know, the, the meibomian glands, it stimulates the goblet cells and it stimulates um, the main, the main lacrimal glands to produce all three layers of our tears. So that's what I just, I just think is really cool about
1: this. Well, and I think that it brings up a really great point when you say that is that it's, you know, really just thinking about how important basal tears are. And here we try to substitute them with artificial tears to our patients, but, you know, what's better than being able to have your patient make their own basal tears, you know, and do that in a a better way. Um, So I find it to be really exciting for that reason too. I think some of the research around this also just really brought to light to me, like how important... The nasal pathway is for just basal tear production. Um, one thing I didn't realize was just the simple act of breathing is producing a third of the basal tear, which I thought was pretty, you know, pretty interesting. Just you breathing over that trigeminal nerve is responsible for a third of the basal tear.
0: Yeah. That that's really interesting. In fact, I think I, I read a study that when people um, sleep and people who are more nasal sleepers than sleeping with their mouth open and breathing while they're sleeping, um, that way, that they actually have this increased amount of basal tear production while they're actually sleeping, which is just just really really cool. Um, because, like you said, anything we can produce that's natural versus anything artificial is is just going to be better, and it's going to complement, I think, anything else we're doing to to treat these treat these patients.
1: Well, and the other thing I think that's really unique about you and having you on to kind of talk us through this whole LFU unit and how do we stimulate it is you have a lot of experience with other mechanisms, um, neurostimulation and how that worked for your patients, um, which is addressing as the similar pathway, but now we're just using a different approach. So maybe kind of talk us through even, you know, how true tier worked for your patients and, you know where you think that tier via is going to fit, you know, with your history in that whole neurostimulation kind of area.
0: I thought true tier when it came out was really cool, um, you know, to have, I mean, stimulation goes back many, many years, and we know it's good for a lot of things, brain injury, spinal cord, all sorts of different types of injuries. But, you know, for eye care, this neurostim idea at the time was just so, so interesting. And the fact that you could, you know, electrically stimulate, you know, that pathway of the LFU, um, you know, was, was so cool to think about. It and it really worked. You know, I probably had about, you know, 40 to 50 patients who religiously use their true tear devices a couple times a day. And I remember when it first came out, I just, I almost couldn't believe it worked. And I would actually, I would have patients while they're in the slit lamp. So just think their heads in the slit lamp and I have them contorted, holding the nasal stem device in their nose, trying to stimulate themselves. So I can look in the slit lamp and and actually watch the my coming out of their meibomian glands. It was, it was really the coolest thing to actually watch. You actually see the mybum um, coming up um, through their glands and this kind of new um, oily material on the, on the lid margin. So, you know, when I saw that and I saw it worked and I saw patients um, doing well with it, I knew we had something here so you know once we got past the whole thing of inserting a device into your nasal passage and and dealing with everything that went along with it possibly sneezing and all um, we had great great results with it and it was unfortunate that you know it kind of went by the wayside and the company that had allergan didn't continue to kind of you know um, sponsor it and and take care of it kind of went by the wayside now but now we have the same technology but a different delivery system Um, so it's really, I I think pretty cool for our profession.
2: Do you, Tom, have anyone on iTier 100? That's like a lesser well-known, excuse me, lesser known, you know, neurostimulation. Have you seen that device?
0: Yeah, I've seen, I I just don't have anyone on it yet. I just haven't been able to dive into that. You know, when I I actually didn't even know about it, and then, um, friend of mine, Jen Randall, um, you know, kind of messaged me on Facebook and said, Hey Tom, you know, I've been using this and I started to look at it and then Tervaya came out and I'm like, well, let me kind of kind of dive into this. And so I, I think at some point I may look at that, but it's just um, it, it is nice to have that.
2: Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your patient selection for Tirvaya, and are, are these patients, you know, switching from a Restasis or a Zydra or a Sequa and going on to Tirvaya, or, you know, what what have you, what is your experience sort of shown?
0: So right now, and I, I probably have maybe 20-ish patients using right now. Um, what I've been doing is it's patients. Most of them are patients that are already on a rostasis and let's say omega threes, and they're still maybe need something more. They're using artificial tears a lot. Um, and they're just, you know, not where we want them to be. And now this is an option that I'm, um, adding. And the way I'm explaining it is just, you know, this natural tear production, maybe we can get you off something in the future, um, I did, I was able to pull some patients off medications when they were on the true tear in, um, uh, in, in that segment of patients. Um, let's say they were on Restasis and Lodamax and Doxy, things like that. I was able to get them off their Lodamax or off their Doxy or something like that. But, um, so we may see that happening. It just, we'll see how well it works. Um, but the results so far have been, have been pretty good.
2: Yeah. I think, I mean, I certainly don't have the sample size that you have. I have three patients on it at the moment or four, maybe I just started another one today, but um, you know, it, it's, it would, it's interesting to see that you can, you can really combine that with other therapeutics like Zydra and Rostasis. It, it's a totally different mechanism that we're sort of going for. So it's, it's nice to be able, and, and I kind of foresee that same thing, maybe um you know being able to pull off one therapy if I start them on you know tier via that I can sort of pull off the other um or really just use them in conjunction and make the patient a lot happier.
0: (laughs) And (laughs) I I I think the other the other cool place I think it'll be is just think, you know, a lot of our OSD patients have just surfaces that are a disaster. And as soon we try to put something on it, you know, their osmolarity sky, you know, we try to put any sort of drug on that on that surface. They go crazy, burn, sting, they can't stand it. They're just non compliant because of that. So here's something that we're not touching the ocular surface and we can get the same effect, if not maybe better, I don't know, Um, we'll see. But I just think that's the real cool thing about this too is we don't have to touch the surface at all.
2: So the patients that you have on this so far, are you doing one month follow-ups to see how they're feeling? Like what's been your, or has it been out long enough for you to do a one month (laughs) follow-up?
0: Yeah. I haven't, haven't, I've seen one patient back in follow up. I've done two kind of phone calls. I actually, they were early patients. I said, I want you to call me in like three weeks and just tell me how you're doing. Mm -hmm. And one actually forgot to call. So I called her and she's like, no, it's going good. And I'm like, okay. Um, So it's, it's weird because like we were talking before, you know, we start someone on a new medication and we get like five or six calls of, of issues. I haven't heard that yet, which is a good thing, um, I guess, um, unless I get 15 calls tomorrow, then you're know, <laughs> in trouble. Um, but um, yeah, so far it's been pretty quiet, which is good.
2: Yeah. I've had the same experience too, where I, I think what, when I was talking with my rep, he, you know, they, I mean, they always say, oh, the coverage is really good. I'm always like, okay, yeah, we'll see, you know, what sort of, you know, prior office do I have to do, but I've had to do nothing for my patients so far that I've put on this. So, um, I've had the same experience.
1: Well, that's good. I haven't actually, uh, I have given samples and haven't prescribed yet. So good to know that, um, you know, it will be easy when we get to the pharmacy. Uh, but I also have not gotten a lot of callbacks. I actually haven't got any callbacks, which I agree with Tom was it's kind of quiet and I'm not used to that. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's exciting. Um, for sure. I wanted to hear what your thoughts were on just how are you how are you um, having a patient utilize it the first time? You know, with this medication, there are certain things that are going to make it more successful, I guess, with the new newly out of the box. One is priming that pump like seven times. Um, So I've, myself, I've done that in the exam room, shown the patient that with the sample, and then have them do one administration in the office. Have you done that?
0: Yeah, that's um, pretty much exactly what we do. I'll I'll actually open the box up right in front of them. That's the other good thing is we've been We've had a lot of samples. The company's pretty good at this point of getting a sample. So um, I'll open the box. I'll show them. You take the blue cap off. You have the little safety piece there, so it doesn't um, discharge on its own. I'll show them how to prime it, and then um, I will actually i i you know tell them that you don't want to go straight up and inhale. You actually want to angle it so it's angled to the top of the top of your ear. So I'll tell the patient, you know, for your left nostril, use your right hand, um, right nostril, left hand. And I'll actually do their, I'll do one of, one of their nostrils for them. So I'll actually show them, here's where you want to do it, and I'll discharge it. And then I'll say, now you do the other one, and I'll have them do it. And um, the one thing we just have to watch for is some patients, they, they'll sneeze. This Just like the true tear would cause that sneezing reaction, um, the patients will sneeze maybe once or my record is 18. Um, one <laughs> oh. patient sneezed 18 times um, real fast in a row. And then it was, then she was done. Um, but um, it doesn't last. it just kind of, and then it's over. And she actually called me about four or five days later and said, I only sneezed twice. So I think that that reaction just kind of subsides as, as time goes on. Um, so I kind of show them right in the uh, office. And then what I usually do is I, I prescribe it actually at that visit because I have found that it takes a couple days for the pharmacy, if there does have to be PA done or anything like that, for that to happen. So I want to make sure that as they're using it, if they're going to do well, that that whole process uh, is started.
2: I do the same thing. I just send it right to the ph- I say, let's start on this. Here's the sample, but I'm just going to send it into the pharmacy. Um, but I do not do the in-office trial of that. Maybe I should do that. I, I, well, the big thing is, I mean, they have that tear off sheet that's really helpful. But I think even, um,
1: even the way that it depresses, I think if the patient doesn't push it hard enough, nothing releases. So they might not be getting anything. You know, I like to show them even just how to get the solution out. Um, so I think you might want to start doing that. That would be my advice, you know, maybe once or twice with patients and just see how they do. Um,
0: but even the, even the priming, Leslie, so what I'll do is I'll prime it four times. And I'll say, "Now you do the next three. Yeah, that's smart. so they get the feel of kind of mm-hmm. how to press down on that ball, because you're right, if they don't, if they have arthritis or something, they don't push down hard enough, they're, they're just not going to get it.
1: Yeah. And then the only thing I guess that is, you know, you know, to Jack, maybe Jackie, not Sam, you know, trying it out in the office is it's a little bit underwhelming after you get through the sneeze that first, you know, the first administration, it isn't. It isn't like they feel or look teary-eyed, right? And so I just guided the patients that I've started to say, you know, this is how you do it, and then I'll see you back in a month and see how things are looking, because the data was looking at, what, 28 or 30-day Shermer Shermer data, so it wasn't that immediate response. Um, So I wasn't discouraged by that, but I, you know, didn't want the patient to think that immediately they were supposed to be getting, like, a tearing reaction,
0: and I think with anything in dry eye, this is a little bit of handholding because we have to, again, we have to set our expectations no matter what it is. So exactly to your point, I'll tell them, listen, you are not going to go home and feel fantastic today. This is going to be one of those things that you're going to wake up in two to three weeks and be like, you know what? My eyes feel better today. And they feel a little bit more moist. It's a very kind of gradual type, type increase, which is what I think the data, data kind of showed.
1: Well, and then the the one thing I definitely have to ask you, Tom, and um, is have you tried it on yourself? Because I know that you always are talking about you yourself, the dry eye patient.
0: I have, um, and um, let's see, I've done it. I've done it. I haven't been as vigilant with it. I probably, I probably should. I did not have the sneezing reaction. Um, thank goodness. Um, but it doesn't. Um, it 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 leaves a little weird taste. Um, at, uh, maybe after about five minutes later, you can just taste it a little bit, but the, the real key for patients, if you really don't position it right and you go more straight up, it, it does feel a little, um, like kind of cool sensation, like peppermint patty sensation type. Um, so I think it is important that you just kind of go definitely on an angle and not straight up the, uh, up the, up the nostril. So I'll, um, um, I'll see how it goes over the next couple of weeks and see.
2: I did the same thing. I, I tried it on myself and I, I did not sneeze, even though, I mean, in the clinical trial, it was like 81% of people report sneezing after. So it's a super high number, but I I didn't notice any sneezing, but I did notice like a little bit of a burn. I'll call it menthol. I kind of like your peppermint patty analogy, but it was a little bit of a little bit of that in the nose and then a little bit in the throat for me personally. Did you try it Leslie? Um, I have
1: not because I only, I unfortunately did not get as many samples as you, Tom. Um, so I was saving them all for patients, but I think I just got more um, maybe later last week. So it is my turn to finally try. Um, so I'll let you know.
0: The um, I, I think the one thing we should talk about is maybe the prescribing it and, and um, how it goes. Um you know they're, they're using the, um, one pharmacy, it's called PhilRx out of, uh, out of Ohio. So it's not something that you just write it or e, e- prescribe it to your local pharmacy. It does go to that um, PhilRx in Ohio. And what I have to say is they've been really good. Um, I actually did a prescription for my wife um, and because I wanted to see how it went. And within about six hours, she got a text message from PhilRx. And it said, you know, you were prescribed this. Do you want to proceed? And you just click on the text message, yes. And then it walked her through. Here's your insurance information. Her insurance information was sent right through our EMR. So they had it and they verified the insurance information. And then there was a couple prior authorization um, text messages back and forth and email to confirm. And, and that was the process. They did all the legwork. My staff didn't have to do a prior authorization. There were no letters to write. There was no showing failure. Um, it was pretty, pretty smooth. Um, so that that seems to to be a good thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I actually kind of like when they have their own pharmacy, like in the same way that like RVL's pharmacy is really simple. Um, I sometimes feel like I get more callbacks or have more issues when it's a CVS or a Walgreens. So I, I have not been as, um, paying as close of attention as you have Tom, on like how it's going, but I don't hear anything from my staff. So that must be, it's okay. (laughs) They'll usually (laughs) tell
1: unlike a baby silence can be a good thing. Uh, you know, they always say like, if it's too quiet with your kids, you know, something bad yeah. happens. Yeah. But I think with, you know, in our, in our lives at work, I think a little bit of that um, is appreciated, right? We do so much effort to get medications through and, um, exactly what you said about a different delivery um, route, not the ocular surface when it is so inflamed, you know, it's going to really go a long way for patients um, tolerability and hopefully adherence.
0: Yeah. I I think this is just a really exciting time, you know, for our profession. I I hope our profession embraces this. Um, I know, true tear, and again, it would have been just you know the whole device and the nose thing um, that we didn't embrace. But I think this is something that we hopefully do embrace because I think it could be really um, a game changer for a lot of a lot of patients. Exciting time for our profession.
2: It is. What has been your patient's reaction when you tell them that this is like an, uh, something that you are? It's, it's a nasal, you know, applicator. Like, what, what has been the response?
0: It's actually been much better um they'll, they'll actually say so i don't have to put another drop in yes and it's only <laughs> twice a day yes that's great let's try it so um, I, yeah. I think i think it really helps with compliance because you know for me i'm a big Lotimax rastasis person twice a day, both drops five minutes apart. This is much easier for the patient. So it's you no know, quick boom, boom. You don't have to wait. You're not blurry. You're not teary. You're not watery. You don't have to worry about driving and not being able to see or whatever. Um, so I think this just may help with that with compliance.
1: And when you said that, the first patient that popped into my head would be a glaucoma patient, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so here's a great ad for. Um, all of our glaucoma patients with ocular surface disease that we aren't going to confuse their glaucoma regimen while we are treating the ocular surface.
0: And, and think of our glaucoma patients, mostly Medicare patients. And we always think new medications not covered well. Three of my patients have been Medicare. Two got it for 10 bucks. So I, I think, again, the company does a pretty good job of getting the prior auths and doing what they need to do. So that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, that's Great.
2: All right. Well, thanks so much, Tom, for coming on to talk about TierVaya. This is um, certainly an exciting new product, new mechanism um, you know, of action that we're all kind of excited to try. So thanks for giving us all of your experience using the medication.
0: Welcome. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's great.
1: And now for the To The Point wrap up. When treating your dry eye patients, one of the biggest challenges can be burning of the eye drops we prescribe on that inflamed ocular surface. Well, now we have our first FDA-approved nasal spray delivery for our dry eye patients with TierVaya. This medication triggers the parasympathetic system through the trigeminal nerve to increase your patient's basal tear production a great addition to the toolbox for your dry eye treatment.